everyone. So today we're going to be talking about um, veteran suicide and the VA. Um, so I think everyone can agree that we hear of suicide more often nowadays than we used to. Um, when you live in the military world, you hear of them almost on a daily basis. Uh, most of them are the sad reality of PTSD, um, which is post-traumatic stress disorder and not getting adequate care. Uh, before the 2014 whistleblowing scandal, there were suicides. However, uh, they weren't talked about as much as they are today. Uh, PTSD was also studied among Vietnam veterans as well. They had guilt from combat that was causing PTSD and suicide. In reading the article, Suicide and Guilt as Manifestations of PTSD in Vietnam Combat Veterans by Herbert Hendon, MD, and Ann Pollinger Haas, PhD, they did a uh, study to pinpoint certain factors of suicide and PTSD in Vietnam veterans. Though the Vietnam War ended um, in 1975, these studies didn't take place until much later. After World War II, it was noticed that the suicide rate was higher among those who had served um, as, as to men of the same age who did not. Um, this shows that there has been a growing problem since World War II. Um, the growing suicide rates get worse after every war we have, considering the VA was established in 1930 by executive order signed by President Hoover. You would think that this, you know, would help uh, take care of the veterans with PTSD, among other problems, and help bring down the suicide rate. However, this has not been the case. Uh, after the September 11th attacks, our men and women went back to war and came home with the same problems that previous mil military members had. We started to notice a rise in suicides and nothing being done about them. Um, although veterans were being seen by the VA, there wasn't a change in suicide rates. According to suicide mortality among patients receiving care in the Veterans Health Administration Health System, they say that in 2007, Congress required the Department of Veterans Affairs to implement a comp comprehensive suicide prevention program. Legislation also had concerns about high mental health um, needs regarding veterans of Operation Enduring Freedom and Iraqi Freedom. The risk of suicides would be higher among veterans than non-veterans. A study that was very publicized states that in the period of 1986 to 1997, male respondents to the U.S. National Health Interview Sur Survey, NHIS, who indicated veteran status had greater suicide risk than those who did not. As we move forward, we went into 2014 and we come to the 2014 whistleblower scandal. Dr. Sam Foote came forward and filed a complaint because he wanted to put a stop to the delayed care and deaths. When he came forward and initiated investi investigations nationwide, <clears throat> and what, excuse me, what investigators found was incomprehensible. Investigators found mismanagement, fraud, and abuse, and even deaths. The whistleblowers that came forward were all in fear of reprisal by the department. It was found that the VA had secret wait list, which was making it difficult for veterans to get an appointment when they needed it. They also reported budget mismanagement. Of all these things, nothing can be more important than someone's life. During the committee hearing, it was also found that in a Jackson, Mississippi uh, Veteran Affairs Medical Center, 
that unsterile medical equipment was being used, unlawful prescription for narcotics, and non-compliant pharmacy equipment used to compound chemotherapy drugs. This facility also developed ghost clinics, which are clinics with no assigned providers, which led to veterans leaving without receiving treatment or extremely long wait times. Aside from the violations of Federal and state laws, the VA insists that all these problems do not affect the patient care. Due to these circumstances, it, it does, in fact, affect the patients. After the 2014 whistleblower scandal, the VA was feeling pressure from everyone from every angle. You would think that would change the VA, uh, how they were being run. In 2019, an article was published by the Boston Globe titled, Bed Sores Smear Faces Helplessness. New reports paint a dismal picture of care at VA nursing homes. This article talks of several VA nursing homes and how patients were being treated. One resident developed five bed sores in six months. Another VA nursing home was observed by inspectors and seen elderly patients smear food on their faces while others dropped their food because they couldn't feed themselves all while the staff, staff did nothing to help them. It was reported that from April, April through December 2018, outside inspectors found deficiencies that caused actual harm to veterans at 52 out of 99 VA nursing homes they re reviewed. I know that a lot of people have thought that things were getting better for vet veterans, but the harsh reality is not. All of the all this was in 2018. The VA had four years by this point to fix their issues. Instead, they still went on not caring for any of their patients. In another article titled, Veteran Dies by Suicide After Memphis VA Hospital Provides Inadequate Care, IG Report Says. This article talks about a 2019 death of a veteran who was wanting mental health care. The hospital was labeled one of the five worst in 2018. This patient was in their 30s and had been diagnosed with PTSD and had been a patient there for four years. The parent, the veteran, was seen not seen in a timely manner, their mental health, but instead sent to an outpatient facility where they could not be seen and then resulted in a patient taking their own life. When a patient depends on help with their mental health, <clears throat> this could be a top priority. In 2012, a strategy was modeled after a national strategy for suicide prevention and a goal to prevent suicide and reduce suicide rates by 20% in by 220 or 2025. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs put out a booklet, National Strategy for Preventing Veteran Suicide 2018 to 2028. This booklet explains how they break down patients by how big of a risk they are. My problem with this is how can they say how big of a risk someone is, is when they can't even help someone in a timely manner when they are at risk. The actions of the VA all over the country have shown that they have still not lived up to the standards that they say they are. How are here we are seven, seven years later and veteran suicide rates are back up and the hospitals still need to be cleaned out from the toxic people who work there and who are in charge. This is a problem that Congress would have to fix. I think nothing is being fixed because the one in charge of the Department of Veteran Affairs is not overseeing hospitals or nursing homes like he should. It takes a person who cares a lot about others to fix a problem. The one that is in charge of the Department of Veteran Affairs is appointed by the president. I feel that if everyone that cared would put a lot of pressure on the Honorable Dennis Richard McDonough, Don, Donahue, 
I believe is his name, then maybe we could accomplish something and give veterans a peace of mind that they would be taken care of and we appreciate everything they do for us. For men and women that are willing to give their life for mine, it's the least I can do for them. This issue is a personal one for me, but more the more I research and read about this, the more upset I became for others and their families. Don't get me wrong, there are some good hospitals and nursing homes out there. They aren't all bad, but the bad ones do make the others look bad. I know I wouldn't want anyone in my family treated the way some veterans are treated. I think everyone should look at it that way. If it was your family members, what would you do? I will end with this. One of my favorite quotes is, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. And that's by Dr. Seuss. So I hope you have a great day and thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.